It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Perfect. Thank you. Consequence Podcast Network. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tonist, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hey, 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 and welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series. Please do hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover the new ones at all the usual spots, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts at nprwfpk.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with uh, recent episodes have included, uh, let's see, Nick Hexum of 311, Louise Post, uh, Veruca Salt, actor Jason Scott Lee talking about the 30th anniversary of uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. We had Esty Hyam on here uh, from Hyam talking about uh, being the executive music producer of the uh, Disney Plus and Hulu series called A Small Lights. Uh, we also talked to Daughter, the cast of Outlander, country star Carly Pierce. We had Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age, Dave Davies of The Kinks, the band Inhaler, Stone Gossard of Pearl Jam, and the cast of City on Fire on Apple TV+. Plus. Those are just recent episodes here on the Kyle Meredith with podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Bruno Major. We're going to be talking about his uh, new record. It's called Columbo. And uh, first, we'll hear about uh, his comparisons to wearing his uh, influences of, of, of Billy Joel, Larry Cohen, and Randy Newman on his sleeve, and also taking some inspiration from uh, Queen's Brian May and Pink Floyd's David Gilmore. Bruno's going to go on to talk about how he feels the pandemic really robbed him of some of his career momentum and how that period of writing was especially hard as he found himself dealing with paranoia and depression. Uh, he's also going to tell us why he thinks AI, artificial intelligence, is the most important discovery since fire and the will. And on the lighter side, we'll hear how his classical background finds its way into the album as well. All that and more as we discuss the album Columbo. It's Kyle Meredith with Bruno Major. Hi, Kyle. Nice to meet you, too. Is that a real spot you've got there, or is that this like is, a... No, this is all This is all real. This is... Oh, okay. I, I thought it might be some kind of green screen situation. Yeah. But... Yeah, I've got I've got two sets. This is my office, and I've got one at home. And and I, 
I sort of found it by accident. The posters and and the cornering really works, and just you know you surround yourself with your heroes, and suddenly it does a it does a little bit of the lifting having them behind me. Honestly, uh, of gaining an artist trust, that's what I found out. You not feel the unbearable weight of your forefathers. They're all cheering me on. Is what it is. Yeah, um, I went to uh, jazz college, and uh, one of the guys that taught me actually gave up making jazz music recorded jazz music because he couldn't handle the pressure of the weight of the great musicians that had come before him um i don't know if that applies to you know this situation as well see that's the reason why i'm not a musician the in in all like you know because i played when i was younger and it was like you know what i can never be as good as any of these people they've done all the stuff that i love I'm just going to ask the questions. That's it. But I know, I know exactly what you mean. I, I kind of have that as well. I think I'm, I'm just arrogant enough to think that maybe I will make something that good. Like I always compare myself to the, to the, to like the greatest, like Billy Joel, Leonard Cohen, like Randy Newman. I'm just like, if I don't, if I don't get there, I, I'll be severely upset. Um, and obviously, it's a, it's a, it's a lofty challenge. But you got, you got to try your best, haven't you? But. Uh, that's the compliments because you have you're someone who think god believed in themselves and and thought exactly that that maybe you can because because this record colombo is is so good i shouldn't have been surprised because i like what you did before but sinking into this with just like the very first listen and going oh this is exactly what i want to hear right now and you know the, those those artists come up, Billy Joel, Leonard Cohen. Like you, you'd sort of hear your influences a little bit here and there, and maybe that's on purpose. You know, it, you don't seem to run from it anyway. No, no. I mean, I don't. I don't believe you should. And I mean, some of my greatest, some of my greatest influences were their influences on their on their sleeve. Like, I mean, Tom Waits, for example, when he first came out, people chastised him as a Randy Newman ripoff, and. Um, you know, it's not hard to see where, I mean, like the Beatles wrote songs as in the style of Woody Guthrie, in the style of the Beach Boys. Um, and, and I think art is always a product of, of its environment. Um, and you should be um, proud of that. And, and, and you should respect the fact that the music that you make wouldn't come from um, wouldn't be able to be wouldn't be able to exist unless unless it had you'd paid your debts to the, the pantheon that existed before you were making the art so um you know i i i i doff my hat to those um to those people that i learned from and we'll be right back right after this shout out to uh, astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples uh, I, I live in kentucky in the midwest and allergies yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every. I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. 
It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Bruno Major. So then I should say the most surprising thing when we get into this record is Queen. Uh, I just, when, you know, the guitar parts are obviously, I, mean, I say obviously, I'm, I'm going to take a projecting is what I'm doing. They remind me a lot of Queen. The vocal layering reminds me a little bit of Queen. And then you start off the record with a song called The Show Must Go On. It's very Queen, you know, it's like, what was, as we're talking about influences, was that, was that one for this record? Was it an obvious one? Is that something you leaned into? I, I actually had no idea that there was a song called The Show Must Go On until I'd made the song. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was a guitar player before I was a songwriter. Um, so a lot of my musical influences come directly from the guitar. For example, Queen, um, my influence was Brian May as a guitar player. Um, and, uh, Pink Floyd, my influence was, was, was David Gilmore. And so I think I'm just allowing myself you know, it took it took a long time when I became a songwriter. It took a long time to um, figure out a way of allowing my guitar playing to shine through in an honest way without it feeling like I've written a song. Here's some guitar to put on the top. Um, this is really the first album where it almost feels like all of that stuff has kind of come through and osmosized into the songwriting. And it all feels like one broad stroke kind of paintbrush move. Um, but yeah, there's definitely I mean, Brian May's like one of the greatest of all time. And I love like I come from classical music um, via jazz and like I love I just love how composed his solos are. It's like they're, they're like Chopin nocturnes on top of rock music, um, which is definitely something I've taken inspiration from. I think, you know, for a lot of artists, you know, it's hard to say who a favorite band is or something or whatever, because I like to think of it as like, maybe if I have a favorite band, I don't know, but I, I definitely have bands that I listen to more than any other. You know, REM's over my shoulder, and there's probably not a week that goes by. Tom Waits is another one. I listen to Tom all the time. But Queen, I remember getting into, like, you know, you get into a Queen mood and you discover Queen at whatever part in your life, and I just never came out of that. You know, like, that's still, that's still one of the ones that I hit. Is there... Um, is there an era or an album that you find yourself going to more often with them? Uh, I mean, it's really embarrassing, but the, I think the only Queen album that I've got is the the greatest hits one that everyone's got, which is like the most best, isn't it like the best-selling CD of all time or something? Um, but I mean, 
Look, I don't like. I've had from people that have listened to this. I've had people say, "Oh, it reminds me of Queen. It reminds me of uh, Elton John. It reminds me of the Beatles." Um, I've, I at no point did I um, intentionally reference anything. It was really um, just I wrote all of the songs in a with a notepad and a guitar, and once all the writing was done, I had all the lyrics and all the chords, and you know the songs were fully formed. I just I went I went I, that was in Los Angeles and I, I went to London and recorded it um, and it was just like I just did it I didn't think about it I didn't question um, I just allowed everything to flow as freely as it could and like at the end of it I sort of looked at it and it was like oh it sounds like that um, so yeah the the influences are there um, but like I it, you know any any sort of like any any musical references um, are definitely um, unintentional um, as hard as that may be to believe no 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 not hard to believe at all because it does you know and and to be fair everything happens so seamless and I think that's what I was trying to say at the beginning of this and 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 you even sort of got there a bit is you know saying that it's not just a guitar solo dropped in I mean the way it sweeps up and and I could you know the the very first single we were never really friends I mean everything happens sort of like a movement since we're talking classical music as well but not in any jarring state. Like it's, it's almost like I don't realize that I'm there until it's already happening. It, it, does that make sense? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, that song, um, I'm really proud of that one. Um, it's one of those ones that has everything that, that gets me excited about music. So there's like the poetry. Um, I think the lyrics are, um, of some, maybe some of my best. And then like the music, it's like, it kind of, there's, it seems it sounds simple, and then there, but there are like three different key changes in it, and it all merges together. And it's also got this like open, like wine glass, like basically, like I was imagining songs that my mum would sing when she's drunk at three in the morning in the kitchen. It's like if if it could pass that aesthetic test, then it could go on the album. <laughs> That's a nice bar to set right there. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Bruno Major. Maybe on the, the the heavier side of things, you know, since we've just met each other, let's, you know, get further into the deep end here, because even reading about you talking about the recording of this record, I, I, so a couple quotes. You said, I lost my mind and found it again. You also said at some point making this album made me understand why Van Gogh cut his ear off. Like, I don't know. I, I hope you don't mind me asking, but but what is the story of this record of leading up? I mean, um, it was a very specific time in my life. It was, you know, COVID happened. And I think we all lost our minds a little bit during that period of time. Um, I think I think as an artist, I found it very difficult because, as I said, an art, art is, a, is a product of its environment. And I felt starved of life and I felt starved of experience. And it, it was it was strange because I had all these tours booked and this universe that was meant to happen. And and then it sort of got, you know, it was like a train track. Somebody just changed the signal and we went off to on a different rail track path. And and like, I would get to a certain date. It was like, oh, November the 8th, 2020, I was meant to be playing in whatever, New York. And it was almost like I could see the other, the other version of my life that was meant to happen. And like, you know, the version of myself that I'd, that I'd imagined myself to be this like, you know, musician who was traveling around the world and and being successful and being a rock star, like 
and instead I was at home in in Northampton at my parents' house eating ham sandwiches and like you know trying to do workouts in the garden and stuff and it was it was so bizarre and I I, I basically didn't write anything for that period of time um, and then you know because of so much of my identity is put into my artistic endeavors. I was like, well, if I'm not that guy and I'm not playing that gig and I'm not writing that song and I'm not being the this amazing version of my invented self, like, who the fuck am I? And I, you know, figuring out who I was and suffering a real ego death. I know that's a cliche phrase, but I really felt that. It was like, I need to figure out who I am when I'm not being who I want to be. Um, so anyway, as soon as the as soon as the travel ban was lifted, I just, I, I got on the first plane of it to Los Angeles and like immediately imbibed everything. I, I, I drank all the drinks. I took all the whatevers. I loved all the loves. I, I felt all the feelings. I, I went and bought this old um, Mercedes SL and like drove it around and winded my hair and like just felt like for the first time in however long it had been, I was like, I have my autonomy back. I have my freedom back and I have, I have the choices to go where I want and do what I want. And all of a sudden, you know, these songs just exploded out of me. And it was like the most prolific period of that six months post COVID was the most prolific period of writing I've ever had. And I, I would, I just like promised myself, I was like, fuck, I didn't realize that how special it was to be able to be free and to be able to write songs because that got taken away from all of us. Um, and I was like, um, I just decided that I would engage with it and follow it as far as I could go and you know going into sorry this is a very long answer but like going into that creative realm is like going into the upside down in the stranger things it's it's a different place it's a dream world where you're existing almost in your subconscious and I think the longer you spend in there the further detached from from your conscious mind and from reality you become and it's like you're in a fishing boat and the farther you go out into the sea the bigger the fish are and the rewards are greater, but the further away from shore you get and the harder it is to get back. And at one point, you know, I I, I definitely lost my marbles. I I remember going, I remember being at like uh some some like somebody's house that I'd met on a night out and stayed over and then like got an Uber back and convinced convinced myself that I was being kidnapped by the Uber driver and had to like ring my manager to come and pick me up by the side of the fucking highway at four in the morning. Like I was completely unstable at that point in time um and i think that like if i would stayed in that realm forever maybe that is why van gogh cut his ear off maybe that's why uh like sanson or whoever it was was discovered with like a thousand umbrellas in a room when he died and only ever ate foods that were like the color of white like there's a reason why like artists are crazy um i'm i definitely have come out of that realm now and i'm fine but like this album is my favorite album I've ever made. So the rewards are great. Yeah. And you've seen it. I mean, you've seen that side of things, you know, that side of yourself, you've, you've been in that world. Like, and, and would you do it again? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I've, I've, I've always imagined that I, I would make four albums and I feel like this one nearly killed me. And I, I would really like to do another one, but I am a bit scared. I'm definitely a bit scared that I'll come out of album four with one in there. Yeah. Why four? Um, because it's because it takes a lot of you, man. I mean, I I was pretty fucked after this. Uh, after I made this album, it took me a few months to like kind of recover. You know, have you read Have you read Harry Potter? No, 
you know he makes, he makes the horcruxes he makes yeah, yeah. like in, inanimate objects and he puts bits of his soul in in order to achieve immortality like that is literally what you do as an artist like there was i read an interview with a um, with a cellist the other day um he was talking about like but beethoven is immortal and you can still hear his soul and you can you can still hear the soul of mozart and chopin it's like true because they've they've immortalized themselves through their art by virtue of giving a piece of their soul to the world and i i do feel like in, in a very real way there's a, a real piece of my soul has been has been um taken out of me and put into this body of work and yeah i just i don't know uh I don't know how many times it's possible to do that before you become a shell of your former self forever, but I, maybe I'm being dramatic. I'll probably be fine. <laughs> I love thinking of that though, this whole thing. There's another thing that I've, I've, you know, talked about in here with artists before, because there's this, um, there's this whole thing where if, if anything, if you've ever been played, let's say on the radio and, you know, it's gone out over the FM signals, those FM signals never stop they continue through the universe forever and ever. So long after you're gone, your voice is still traveling just somewhere out in the ethers, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. That's actually, um, you know, reading some of the stuff that you've talked about, you know, for, for what you are singing about on the album, I was almost surprised, like, you know, simulation theory, AI, Immortality. If we're talking about that, I, I was I was like I never felt like that creeped up much on the record. Uh, it's own. Um, I mean, you you seem like you're you know I don't know if like sci-fi is not the right word because it's reality. There's a reference to sim to the simulation. I think uh, tears and rain. Is it all a simulation? Can you win the human race? Can you even hear me? Are you stardust out in space? Uh, I mean that's what's got my eye right now. I always like finding, you know, some of the other folks that are that are kind of watching that as well. Dude, it's uh, I believe that it is our purpose to create AI. And I believe that the earth is the womb and we are the the plankton and consciousness is the the end goal of everything. And like we are limited by our monkey brains and our mortality. And as soon as we manage to extract sentience and consciousness and place it into superior beings um that will be the expansion of enlightenment and like the future of consciousness and we are in the moment now where the universe is waking up and ai is literally an extension of our of our of ourselves it's the universe experiencing itself it's the universe waking up for the first time it's fucking crazy ai in my opinion ai is more important than fire more important than the wheel it's more important than the written word it is it is the the greatest invention ever created by humankind it's um that thought too i mean implanting because if you can implant your consciousness in something as we've seen in science fiction which always seems to be the great prophets you know our science fiction writers because they think it up and then we all create that i mean it's it, it's it's self-fulfilling prophecy a lot of the time with a lot of this but but if you're able to put your consciousness in something at that point, that's pretty much immortality though. Right. You know, in a different version than even what we've talked about before. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I believe in the idea of self. Um, I, you know, I think, I think self is an illusion. Um, and I, I don't believe that like there is any point in, 
in 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 like maintaining an immortal version of a singular piece of consciousness that's just your that's just your like selfish gene talking um you know ai will probably most likely be one consciousness and i believe that there is only ultimately one consciousness and like you and i are the same and when we die we will reassimilate back into like the wider universal consciousness and um but so we we ultimately don't matter and that's bringing it back around is what i'd call a strange kind of beautiful (laughs) (laughs) it is i mean i i love hearing that stuff i do and not to get too far out of that because uh because we do have an album to talk about by the way that song a strange kind of beautiful um is a beautiful song and as we talk about musically you you know this world i mean that's where that's it seems to be anyway that's that's where classical meets currents musically speaking for you is that is that right yeah very much so i i i mean i i listen to a lot of bach in general um and that the uh the harmonic movement of that feels like um like a bach chorale or a fugue um and there's obviously like that the reference to the fugue in the the synth solo um which is kind of like a little two part bach fugue and then there's the lyric um uh a chopin impromptu that nobody heard but him which was me the idea of the whole song really started out of that it was it was uh the the thought that like one day chopin probably went out to the pub and got drunk came back to his flat or house or whatever and sat at the piano and played the most amazing thing that anyone has ever played because it's fucking frederick chopin right and that's it. It's gone forever. Only Chopin heard that. Imagine the dope shit that Chopin played that we never got to hear. And the only way he could permanize his music was by writing it down. Um, and, you know, and something would have uh, would have necessarily been lost in translation, which I think is so beautiful. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the piano part, I guess, was me attempting to write something that Chopin may have writ- written. Um, I think I got it wrong and it sounds more like Beethoven, but there you go. Uh, I absolutely love the record and it is, and it, it's fun and it's beautiful and it's exciting and it's adventurous and it's got uh, just kind of everything that I want out of an album. Thank you. I mean, well, yeah, seriously. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. I really appreciate it. Oh dude. Thank you so much. I mean, I feel like we spent most of the time talking about um, the evolution of consciousness, but um you know, that is ultimately what the album is about. So there you go. My thanks to Bruno Major. The new album is called Columbo. And thanks to you for checking out the episode in the series. Again, please do hit that subscribe button while you're hanging around. You do that. You get three new interviews sent your way every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Spotify and Apple Podcast at NPR.org, WFPK.org, or, of course, YouTube for the video versions. Anywhere you get your podcasts from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And after that, do me a favor. Head over at any points, actually, to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday. Starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's uh, I play lots of old songs and lots of new songs. Uh, we celebrate some anniversaries. You get lots of music news and, of course, bonus interviews. In fact, a recent show had me spinning uh, some favorites from the Ramones and Sonic Youth, Soundgarden, Mike Doty, The White Stripes, Simon and Garfunkel, Sheryl Crow, The Cranberries, Big Audio Dynamite, Madonna, Gotta Buy Voices, 
Morrissey, Run the Jewels, Fiona Apple, and my interview with Les Claypool of Primus. That was just a recent show uh, that you could hear at WFPK.org again, 6 p.m. every weekday. You can also head over to uh, Consequence to get your music and film news. And, of course, find me on the social media spots. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All three of them, the addresses at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much, Kyle. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.